Finally. Jesus. Jesus, guys. Been sitting up here. Well, you've seen it maybe on the camera. I might leave some of that in with just me sitting here dumbfounded because nothing's working. But had to restart my computer to get it to link up, I guess. Opened Audacity a couple times. Three times, actually. Three times? Just twice. I lied. And um, I couldn't get the, every time I hit record, it said uh, no device, uh, no recording device supported or some bullshit like that. So I don't know. But this is the intro. The intro is what I'm doing right now for this episode. Uh, what I did is I went to Mountain Light Sanctuary up in Bernardsville, North Carolina, a little bit above, about 35 miles above, north of uh, Asheville, North Carolina. Went up there and did a little two-day retreat at their sanctuary, kind of like a Zen retreat, Buddhist retreat, uh, Dallas retreat, whatever you want to call it, but uh, just a, a time to unplug and unwind and and uh, do some things like that. So my plan was to go up there and just disconnect completely and not even pull out my phone except maybe to look at the time or to check the weather or some bullshit like that. I didn't even think I was going to be able to get any service up there. Uh, which it doesn't matter for what I'm getting ready to say, but uh, they did have some Wi-Fi, some limited Wi-Fi there at the lodge, so I was able to get on and um, and do those types of things. You know, check the weather and uh, maybe an email just to make sure I didn't miss something important or a text message or something from my kids or my my parents or whatever. Uh, but I stayed off of Facebook and all those Instagram and all those other things. But anyway, what am I getting to? So uh, since I did have my phone with me, I said, you know what? Why don't I just do a few videos? around the area to show you guys so I think I did something uh, like 11 videos just a little short stuff maybe a minute maybe a minute and a half a piece just to kind of show a little bit of what my experience was up there so what my plan is is I'll have this little intro here and then it's going to skip right into the videos that I recorded there from my phone so just to give you a heads up the audio is going to be a little um, on and off not on and off, it's never going to be off, but the audio is going to be a little sketchy on some of the videos. Uh, some of them have a little, little bit more ambient noise in the background going on, so um, I'm going to try and clean all that up and put it together and make it nice, as nice as possible uh, with my limited skill set that I have as, a, as an editor. But um, yeah, so this is the intro for that, and then you'll see a series of videos that I'll link together, and then I'm going to do a little bit more of a show at the end and uh, close it all up and wrap it all up in a nice little bow. So enjoy this episode. All right, guys, so I checked in. Um, I just got done with the tour. And um, I don't know what these little guys are. These guys are right outside my, um, right outside my little hut, my little abode, my little cabin, however you want to call it. This is uh, what I get to hear all night. This is my private little creek right here. Here is my humble abode enchantment. Has uh, only thing I got in here is some solar lights. Here's the solar powered. My door coming in. Here's my accommodations. Uh, I'm fasting while I'm here, so there's my breakfast, lunch, and dinner right there. where I'll sit and uh, write write a novel or something. Who knows what I'll be doing in this thing. And yeah, I got some little steps right over here to show you. I can go right out my little gate right here. Come right down these little steps. And bam, I'm in the water. This is it. Hold on, I gotta figure out how to get out of here. I gotta get out of here. Oh, I got it. Listen up. I'll get out there later. Home sweet home for a couple days. Brian Dale, Craft Conversations. <laughs> I think what I'm gonna do, guys, is I'm gonna just, um, I'll do some, uh, some video uh, here while I'm walking around the the retreat and um, just document some of it. I'll maybe do a little intro 
for the podcast and we'll watch some videos and then I'll dive into some more explanation of stuff. So this is a path that I'm going down right now to the river. Although um, I just showed you in the last video, I've got a river right there or a creek right there behind my uh, living quarters. But uh, this one has a little bit deeper water, he says. It's a little bit easier to get in and kind of sprawl out if you want to. So we're going down, down, down. Just met the rest of my crew. There's uh, a couple people from Shelby, North Carolina. And then um, I think the other couples were from Knoxville, I believe, Tennessee. So there's five of us six including me and then uh seven eight nine including the uh the most gracious host uh michael lightweaver he gave us the tour today he doesn't normally do it anymore but uh he gave it to us today so anyway this is the path down the place we can get some signs you can go down right here which is where i was just a minute ago actually i went back to get my water shoes I'll take you down. This is where I got in just a minute ago. Wasn't a bad little area. But I went back to get my water shoes. It's a little slippery down there. I figured my water shoes would give me a little bit better traction. But this is where I'm going this time. If I can remember where it is. <clears throat> All right. Here we go. I don't know what goes around this way. I think this is a something private because he didn't show us this area over here. But we're not going to go down here, but we're going to go right down this little walkway. And this is where we're going to where I'm going to park for a little bit in the frigid water and just kind of take a break, maybe do some meditation. Um, these are my water shoes. They're like little ninja shoes. And this is going to be my spot for about uh, 10 or 15 minutes here. Alright. So where am I, you ask? Just got out the water. Did a little bit of meditation. It was phenomenal. Um, well, I am in Bernardsville. Bernardsville? Is it an S? Is there an S on it? I don't know. Bernardsville, North Carolina place called the Mountain Light Sanctuary. First time up here. I've known about it for a couple years now and I keep meaning to get over here. I kept meaning to and I've had uh, many plans to with uh, some different people, myself, whatever. Never got around to it. And I uh, decided this was the year. So here I am. Here I am. So I'm walking back out from the uh, the water I'm gonna go up and I think I'm gonna sit and just read for a little bit I might uh, write some notes down some thoughts brought a journal with me so that's where I am that's where I'll be well, I'm back in the hut for a moment I don't know if you can hear me or not but um, they just rang a bell and I can't remember um, I can't remember what the name of the bell was but it's over there it's not in the um, it's not in the council uh, building it's in uh, it's like a meditation it's like they do yoga and meditation and uh, some uh, kind of some religious services if you wish prayer whatever you know Buddhist type stuff Taoism uh, but I can't remember what the bell was but he just rang and it rings at six six and nine every morning and every night I think maybe 11 something I don't know I'll figure it out and I'll explain later so all right, just uh, heard that, just wanted to comment on it. Well, what am I doing now, you ask? Well, I am uh, sitting in a hammock, and I was reading some of my book, my 365 Tao, or Tao, however you want to say it, D-A-O or T-A-O, on Taoism, uh, either, either word is correct. So, yeah, I'm just sitting here doing some reading. 
Um, mainly just listening to the water in the background and taking in the scenery. I don't know how many of these videos I'm going to have to do to piece together something. But um, this is what I'm looking at right now. So it's what you guys are looking at. There's my car way over there. That's the council house back there. We're probably going to start a little fire in there tonight. Uh, me and the rest of the crew that's here. So yeah. That's what I'm up to. Alright, last video of the day. Um, just going to take a nice little nap in that hammock. Man, the wind started picking up. There's some rain that's supposed to maybe come through tonight. Or maybe um, sometime tomorrow. So... The wind picked up and the breeze, man, was just fantastic. Yeah, took a nice little nap. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, now I'm relaxing in my little uh, my little hammock here, and I'm gonna do a little bit more reading, I think, and just take in this scenery. All right, guys. So. Um, well, 11.30 at night, uh, finally getting down into the, to the bed here. If you can hear, this is what's going on outside. I mean, it's just it's magical. There was a bunch of uh, fireflies around here earlier. They kind of kind of ducked away. We had a little rain come down, so they um, are no longer with us. I guess they don't like the rain or whatever. Maybe they're only on a certain, certain time of the night, but it's been a good night. It's been a real good night. We, um, I've been hanging out with the rest of the crew out here. Uh, we played some live music. Um, one of the, the ladies is a singer, uh, songwriter. Uh, so she bought a guitar on the way here because she didn't bring. She forgot to bring hers. Actually, stopped at a pawn shop and bought one. And uh, I'll talk about all this later on in the, in the podcast. But see, so yeah, I've been doing that. We started. Uh, we went down to the creek and swam a little bit again. And we've been sitting for like the last two hours at the, the communal lodge, or what's it called? It's not called the communal lodge. Oh, common house or I don't know, something. But a uh, big fire pit in the middle and some benches around. Kind of reminded me of being like being on Survivor at the tribal council, getting, getting ready to be voted off. So we've been doing that for the past couple hours. And just got back into my little bungalow, closed the little curtains up on the three walls, and getting ready to sit down and read just a tad bit, and then talk to you guys again tomorrow. All right, guys, so it's uh, 6.30, or 6.45, almost 7 in the morning. Down here, just um, kind of cleaning up a little bit in the water, in the river, washing my face, uh, Throwing some water through my hair or whatever. And uh, just kind of getting ready for the day. So we're going to go up to the lodge. Meeting all the people up there. We're going to have some uh, some breakfast. Although I'm fasting, so I will not be having any breakfast. But I will be having some coffee. I guarantee you that. Uh, a little rain going on this morning. Don't know what the forecast is when I get up to the lodge. I'll uh, log into the Wi-Fi and uh, check the weather real quick. Uh, we're planning on doing some hiking today. Me and uh, the crew from Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, and then, who knows? Don't know what's going on after that. Just relaxing. All right, so I'm breaking away from the group and um, I'm gonna do my own hike, I think. Uh, I might go back and do it again, but on my own. So I can't remember how long they said the trail is or the hike is, but um, I didn't even take a picture of the map that uh, Michael Lightweaver showed me or showed us to show uh, some different splits and directions that you go, but. I'll figure it out. Alright guys, so I'm thinking this is my destination. It's about uh, 0.87 miles up here on the trail. 
Um, pretty good hike, really. I mean, it was straight uphill the entire way. Not straight uphill, come on. That's ridiculous, but um, I don't know what kind of grade it was. Maybe a 30 degree grade, pretty much the entire way. What I was trying to find is a thing they call the, the, ferry, the ferry pool. And I think this looks like the picture that, that he showed us. Um, you know, just a little shallow pool to kind of kind of dip in and get wet. Um, he said it was small, didn't fit a whole lot of people. I'm pretty sure this is what he was talking about. So yeah, I think I might get wet. All right, so these videos are probably getting silly, but I don't think it's too much to piece together. I'm, I was trying to look up to my next door neighbors here and see what they were doing. They were thinking about going for that hike I just went on. Um, forgot to show you guys this. You know, this is a... Uh, just part of the experience, so no indoor plumbing in my room. So this is um, it's a composting pot, really, what it is. To be honest with you. <laughs> so, yeah, so I just got back from the uh, from the fairy pools, or maybe it's the elf pools. I got to figure all this shit out before I get back home, man. But um, now I'm just back in my room, letting my socks dry out. I had to go through some water, of course, to get there. And my neighbors over there, they were uh, down the stream uh, searching for some rocks and stuff. They're going to go out and do the hike, and I may go back out with them. I don't know. But eventually I'm going to get around and I'm going to show you most of the grounds. Do a little walk by. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you can hear me, but... I was gonna get a tour of the facilities, but it's been uh, pouring down rain ever since I said that. This is um, in front of my bungalow, which as you can see, <laughs> the river has uh, doubled in ferocity. So, there you go, see the Well, it's early, it's uh, last day here. I'm Kind of packing my stuff up right now i'm not going to get around to doing the the walking tour sorry man i look super sleepy right now don't i all right well that's what happens when you sleep i guess so uh, you'll just have to go on the website check out some youtube videos and look at the rest of the scene plenty of stuff out there but i'd recommend it talk to you soon all right, guys, so you just uh, finished all the videos. Uh, either you listened to it audio-wise or you uh, were watching it on YouTube. I hope everybody uh, makes it to YouTube on this one because I think that's where you're going to get the full experience. Obviously, it's uh, it was... Um, what's the words I'm trying to look for here? Oh, I've been watching some Joe Rogan while I was waiting for some things to download. <clears throat> I'm still waiting on things to download. If you're listening to this, you've already watched the completed project, but... As I speak, I'm actually trying to still get all the videos off of my phone <laughs> since yesterday. Um, I've been having an issue, so I've been trying to get all the videos, the 11 videos that I took off of my phone onto the computer. I have six of them on there right now. Again, you've already watched all the videos. It's already happened. But um, right now, I've got six of them off, um, and they are already uh, edited and whatever on the audio and I'm waiting on the other five to download right now but but <clears throat> you have completed the whole uh, series of videos by this point so what did you think was that worth um, was that worth the effort did you get anything out of that did that add to this podcast at all did it make it any more interesting did it make it any more unique Give me some feedback if you don't mind. Craftconversationspod at gmail.com or you can hit up, uh, hit me up on Instagram or on Facebook. Uh, leave a message on the YouTube uh, channel. Whatever. You get the point. There's plenty of ways to contact me. And I'd love to hear your feedback and see if it was um, something interesting, exciting and different and new and fun. And all those, all those words. So, Mountain Lake Sanctuary. Man, I had a great time, as you can see from those videos. You know, it's about a four-hour drive from, uh, from Somerville here. I'm trying to get to my notes. I took some notes. 
it's about a four hour drive from here. So I went up, uh, left Monday morning, hit quite a bit of traffic on the way up. As a matter of fact, I hit two different areas uh, of construction where they had blocked down just one to one lane for a little bit. And it, uh, it put me behind uh, my arrival time there by about an hour. So I was kind of disappointed in that losing an hour. I wanted to, to get as much time as I could away. <clears throat> Let's see. I'm trying to get to my notes, but four hour drive, great drive. It was perfect weather on Monday when I left or the entire day, actually, not just when I left, but, um, got up there. My GPS had no problem. I use Waze as my navigation, by the way, if you don't, uh, use Waze, I say, get on it, man. Google bought Waze a while back. So, I mean, think about it. Google's what, one of the biggest conglomerates out there in the, uh, in the <clears throat> cyberspace world. So if Google is buying something, you know, it's got to be good. So Waze, I don't know why I'm doing an advertisement for them. They're not paying me, but that's what I use. Typed it in there and I actually lost uh, cell service about 10 miles out from my destination. And luckily Waze, I guess it had already programmed it in there and it was already in the app. So it didn't need the GPS anymore. The directions are already done. Um, so it got me there with no problem <clears throat> without the GPS being active at that point. But yeah, I mean, no service out there. So you end up uh, hitting this bridge, uh, your pavement ends and you go over this bridge and uh, next thing you know, you're on some gravel. You go up a little ways, about a half a mile, you take a right <clears throat> at a tree with a little circle on it, a uh, white circle. So uh, kind of marking the, ter mar marking the area where you're supposed to turn there. You turn out. About another half mile up, you hit the sanctuary. So I rolled in, went up by myself. Um, I wanted to just kind of get away and be alone with my own thoughts and myself and, and do some self-reflection and some meditation, some yoga, some Tai Chi, whatever. And just kind of get away from, you know, I, I talk all the time on this thing. I talk all the time as a, as a bartender and partner up there at Homegrown Brew House, uh, 117 South Main Street. Um, so, you know, I just talk to people all day long and I'm always on and I'm always active and I'm always just pinging all over the place and, um, calmly, <clears throat> but I'm always on, I'm always doing something, talking to somebody, going somewhere, doing this, that, and the other. I just wanted to do nothing for a couple of days. So that was my intent. And I told my oldest son, uh, Brian, that my intent was to go up there and just be completely alone. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to do anything. I just want to sit in my in my room, sit by the river, sit in the grass, sit in a hammock, sit in a chair, read a book, uh, meditate, uh, take a nap. I mean, whatever. And uh, my son said, oh, come on, don't don't close yourself off to other possibilities, which was, was the uh, advice that he gave me. Um, he's a very smart, he's a very smart dude. Uh, he's exactly right. <clears throat> you know, don't go up there with a closed mind. That's the whole point is trying to expand your mind and open your mind and and uh, open your eyes a little bit. So, you know, his advice was don't close yourself off to the pos to the possibility. You know, if you get up there and, and, you, and you meet some people, then meet some people. If you don't, then you don't. Let what will be, be. So that's what I did. I got up there. <clears throat> when I got there, uh, you, you walk up and you go up to the lodge, which I figured was the main check-in. I didn't really have a any guidance on what to do when you got there. So I walked up and as soon as you hit the, um, the landing there, the stairs to go up onto the porch, there's a bell and it says, you know, ring me for check-in. So boom, you hit this, um, you ring this big bell. And, uh, next thing I know, I hear a, a voice from under the porch, uh, which is covered in, in foliage and vines and whatever. So you, it's hard to kind of see under there. You have to kind of duck under and get under, underneath there at the entrance. <clears throat> But it was Michael uh, Lightweaver who owns the place and runs the place up there. And uh, he yelled my name out and said, hey, is that Brian? And I said, yes, it is. And he said, hey, this is Michael. Come on up and join us. Uh, we're get, uh, getting started on the tour. So I guess they had waited on me or the people that uh, were there with me had just arrived as well. So I went in and uh, came around a corner with Michael there. And there was some people coming down a flight of stairs uh, up into one of the, the first or second rooms that he was showing them. 
Uh, he introduced me. Hey, this is Brian. He just got here. This is uh, everybody. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, welcome. Uh, let's continue the tour. So that's what we did. So right away, I'm already meeting people and and um, it's already gone <laughs> way off the rails from what I intended to do. I intended to go up there, check in, go to my room, and that was it. Not talk to, not talk to or see anybody uh, except in passing. So now I'm with this group, and uh, we're all kind of interacting. You know, still uh, kind of nervous, kind of uh, not sure um, what's going on or or how to feel, or how to act, or whatever. So nobody's really doing a whole lot of talking at this point. We're just kind of following. Michaels as he shows us around the ground so I'm not going to go into <clears throat> all the detail of the stuff that he showed us but um, uh, the place is kind of a, a I don't know it's kind of like one of those um, damn what were the name of those books that you used to see when you went to the dentist you went to the dentist and um, there was a book there it was a magazine not a book um and on the inside it had a thing where you had to find all the things that were wrong in the picture uh, well this was kind of similar to that damn it what was the name of that magazine uh maybe I'll, I'll think of it before we finish up here so but it's like one of those books where you've got to find everything um because there was a bunch of hidden treasures and trinkets and coves and whatever that um just a lot of thought went into this place and uh, the place opened up in 95 you can go to um you can go to the uh, let me look it up so i don't want to give you the wrong address and i'll put it in the show notes as well mountain light sanctuary so it is <clears throat> Yeah, it's just mountainlightsanctuary.com. So you can go there and get the history and get uh, learn more about it. I'm not going to give you I'm not going to give you a whole rundown of the damn place. I just want to give you a little a little excerpt of my uh, my time up there. So anyway, it's been open since '95, so it's been there quite a while. So he's had uh, Michael's had a lot of time to really plan this thing out and think it all out and add to it. And from what I hear from some of the people that I met at the end of this trip, uh, you know, um, every time they, every year they go, uh, something has been added or there's something new going on. So anyway, <clears throat> what am I trying to say here? I've gotten way off track. So he showed us all the, all the bungalows, all the abodes, all the, um, accommodations, the lodging, whatever, whatever words you want to use for it, places to stay. And then throughout the, the place, there's just ex- extra stuff to see. There's a council house that, uh, kind of remind me of uh, of the um, the place in Survivor where you get voted off the. Um... Why, man, I can't think of anything tonight. You know why? It's almost two two a.m. in the morning. The um, the tribal council, yeah. So this is the council house. Uh, showed us that. Showed us a bunch of little uh, scenery pieces that he's got set up. There's gnomes everywhere that are hidden. There's um, different saints and different. Um, statues there's buddha heads just man just anything you can think of that's magical there's a it's a bamboo garden there's a a regular garden there's a gong there's a a couple shrine areas uh, where you can leave uh, dedications and things like that um damn what else i mean solar powered uh this and that all over the place lights lanterns um Showed us all kinds of stuff. Showed us the river. Showed us a place where you can go down and, and get your feet wet or, or uh, dunk in the, the creek if you want to. Um, just everything. Showed us a lot. Showed us where the indoor bathrooms were, the outdoor bathrooms, the outdoor showers, uh, the kitchen, the refrigerators, the pantry. Uh, I could go on and on and on, which I am going on and on and on about nothing. But that was the tour. And then uh, everybody kind of ventured off to their rooms to kind of put their stuff away and, and get things situated for the night so they could be ready to, to go to sleep when it was that time. I um, left my room after I got it all set up and kind of uh, figured out what was going on. I walked back up to the lodge just to see what was going on up there. I wanted to try and find the library and just find me a, a good book to take back and, and read. When I came around uh, one of the sides there, I heard some uh, some music going on. Sound like 
uh, guitar playing. So I walked around the side and I'm a sucker for live music or acoustic music or any type of music. So walked around the corner and the entire rest of the crew, not the staff, uh, but the entire rest of the crew was uh, underneath one of these little gazebo areas off the porch. And uh, one of them had a guitar and was playing guitar and singing. So I joined and I, man, it, it wasn't even, I hadn't even been there an hour. I don't think, maybe maybe two hours at that point. I'm drinking some uh, Malbec uh, red wine tonight, guys. I don't even know what it is, but. I'll get into a little bit of beer here in a second, but what was I saying? Oh, so yeah, so they're uh, playing some music and it's having a good time. Everybody there is already chit-chatting. They've already uh, learned each other's names and got to know each other. So I plopped down and introduced myself and kind of got into the conversation. So did that for a little while. Uh, <clears throat> two of the girls, one of them was from uh, Hickory, North Carolina, and uh, the other was from Shelby, North Carolina. They were friends, came up together. The other crew um, were siblings, brother and two sisters, um, Matthew, Amy, and uh, Trin, Trinity, short, short for Trinity. Where am I going with this? Oh, so they, uh, so Matthew is down in Atlanta, Georgia, and Trin and Amy are up in Knoxville, Tennessee, I believe. So I sat down with all those guys, uh, didn't say a whole lot. Um, they were talking a lot more than I was talking for sure. Um, I can't even remember what we, what I talked about or what they asked me in that specific area, but eventually Connie and, um, her friend, I cannot recall her name to save my life. Uh, apologize. Um, Rosemary, I think Connie and Rosemary, I think that's what it is. They left and, uh, went back to their room and then uh, Matthew she suggested, uh, hey, let's all, you know, you, you guys want to go up and start a fire at the council house. So we were like, yeah, let's do that. So we went up. Oh, I got to pull these websites up too. Man, I got too much stuff to talk about now that I thought about it. I thought this was going to be a quick, uh, you know, like a 15 or 20 minute uh, ending to this whole thing. But shit, I got so much stuff to talk about and I want to get through it all. Um, Let's see, I emailed this stuff to me. So, hold on just a second. So, yeah, so we walk up to the council house. There's already uh, the previous group that had left the night before have had already set up um, a bunch of wood in the fire pit. There's a fire pit in the middle, and there's uh, four benches that go around that fire pit, and then there's a bunch of uh, rail seating around the exterior of the, um, the little tribunal hut right there so like i said it reminded me when we sat down in there and we got the fire started uh, with a lighter and a little bit of lighter fluid <clears throat> charcoal fluid when we got that fire started and we all sat down i was like man it feels like we're all survivors somebody's getting ready to, to get voted off the island um so it's kind of cool and then oh, i'm supposed to be looking up something damn it then uh the fire is going and I can't remember if it was uh, Amy or if it was Trinity that asked me if I wanted to burn some Joss paper. Joss. Joss. J-O-S-S paper. And I couldn't quite hear her to begin with. So I was like, what? What are you talking about? What are you? What, what kind of stuff? And she told me again. And I said, I have no idea what that is. And she says, okay, well, uh, we'll go get it and uh, we'll talk about it. So... Her and Trinity went to get the paper out of their room. Uh, Matthew stayed back with me, tending to the fire. And he kind of explained a little bit about what was getting ready to go on. So their father had passed away. Uh, I don't recall. I'm not even going to try and remember. But their father has passed away. Um, and I think it was uh, quite a few years ago. And it's tradition. Uh, these guys are Vietnamese, by the way. Um, but I guess it's originally maybe Chinese tra tradition that this uh, Joss paper started off. Um, it's also known as ghost or spirit money. They are sheets of paper that are burned in traditional Chinese deity or ancestor worship ceremonies during special holidays. Joss paper is also burned in traditional Chinese funerals. So I think this guy started over there, like it says, um, in China. 
but it's um, a ceremony where you can do it at the funeral of the person. Um, you can do it um, on the day of their birth, on the day of their death, uh, really anytime you want to do it. But so they asked me if I wanted to participate in it. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. I, um, I'm honored that you would ask me to participate in something like that. Um, so, yeah, I was honored to do that and be a part of that. It kind of, um, it's kind of choking me up right now, but it, it kind of choked me up and luckily it was dark and <laughs> nobody could see me, but kind of choked me up a little bit, um, that they let me be involved with something so special uh, after just meeting them. I mean, literally four, let's see, it was four o'clock, six, probably six hours ago. I had just met these guys, uh, loosely even, you know, not even, um, anyway, so they asked me if I wanted to participate, and I, I was like, absolutely, 100%. So what did, what did we do? So Joss paper is traditionally made from coarse bamboo paper, although rice paper is also commonly used. Traditional Joss is cut into individual squares or rectangles. Each square of paper has either a thin piece of square foil glued to the center, or it may be endorsed with a red ink seal from the traditional Chinese seal. The color of the paper is white, white color representing mourning, the square foil normally has a golden or silver metal shape and hence and hence representing wealth or money, leading to the name ghost or spirit money. Another appearance from the Jaws paper is gold paper shaped like English tower, blah, blah, blah. Um, so when burning the paper, the sheets are treated as real money. They are not casually tossed into fire, but instead placed respectfully in a loose bundle. Alternatively, in some customers, each and some customs, each Joss paper sheet may be folded in a specific way before being tossed into the fire. This practice is an extension of the belief that burning real money brings bad luck. Blah, 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 blah. Um, in Taoist rituals, the practice of burning Joss paper to deities or ancestors is acceptable. Blah, blah, blah. Incense paper, spirit money. I think I had a, a, a second site I sent to myself. Chinese dollar domination. Man, I'm trying to think. So paper objects aiding the ancestors move. Ancestors move include paper passports, flight. Man. This is not the one I sent to myself the first time. Hold on one second, guys. But that's what the paper is. So this was, uh, we were honoring uh, the death of their father. What does this say here? This was another site that I sent to myself. Mm -mm -mm. So we sat out there doing that and, um, man, it was uh, an experience. Okay, so burning Joss paper is a tr traditional Chinese Taoist practice that sends money and material goods to deceased relatives in the afterlife. Damn it, a pop-up just popped up over my, what I was reading. Get out of there. Uh, goods to deceased relatives in the afterlife. It's common to burn Joss paper at funerals on ancestor birthdays and during important holidays like the uh, Qingming Festival and the Hungry Ghost Festival. Arguably, the most famous place to buy Joss paper is in Hong Kong. So, there's some FYI information for you. Uh, American Chinatowns have had dedicated Joss paper stores since the first immigrants arrived in this country. So, that's probably out around San Francisco somewhere, uh, you know, where the immigrants first came in. Uh, Joss paper customs are rich with some symbolism and family history, the type of tradition you can imagine being shared in Chinese from grandmothers to the grandchildren. Consequently, adopting Joss paper customs here in the United States without a direct cultural connection can be intimidating. Uh, and then they, this, this site here goes through a whole, and I'll put both of these sites in the show notes as well, um, goes through a whole thing of different papers. Uh, but it's a physical rep representation of money. 
and daily necessities like clothing, personal electronics, and household goods. The basic notion behind burning Joss paper is that an offering is conveyed into the spirit world through the fire's smoke. So, and then this site goes through, and like I said, just lists a whole bunch of different papers. And it's very cool, man. Um, they even have one that's called Spirit Money that look like banknotes. Uh, they have some that imitate the, uh, the Chinese yen, the Hong Kong dollar, the U S dollar, the bank of heaven and earth. So much stuff. I'll put all this in the show notes guys. Okay. So anyway, that's what I did the first night and that ended my first night. We did uh, about two hours out there of, uh, burning the Joss paper. And then we just chit chatted for a while. And then, uh, the girls went back to their room, which was literally, I don't know, 20 yards away from the council house. We were both just right outside the council house there. Excuse me. And, um, and then Matthew and I, or Matt just sat out there and chit chatted for a while. Uh, the topic of podcast came up and I told him I was going to do this. I was going to do this podcast. So, uh, but he, and a couple uh, friends of his had talked about doing a podcast, and I guess um, he's a little upset that he got left out. And I can't remember the whole story of why, of why he's not a part of that podcast. But apparently these other two guys that that he had talked uh, with about it ended up doing a podcast, and he's not a part of it. And I can't remember exactly why. But So I told him, uh, start your own damn podcast, man. Just do it. Um and I'll try and, uh, you know, text back and forth with him and give him some tips and pointers and whatever. And I hope he's going to hit me up for some advice and try and get it going. But really, all you need, I mean, I, I got this Microsoft Surface right here. I plug everything into this damn shitty-ass computer I bought for like 700 bucks. Um, somebody gave me this board. I bought this mic and this mic stand off of Amazon. Um me and my original partner built this, or didn't build the table. We put this table here and just put a bunch of stickers on it, put some shit on the wall. I mean, it's it's really nothing. Uh, we bought a GoPro uh, so we could record video, but you don't even need videos. Tons of thousands, tens of thousands of podcasts out there that do audio only. They don't even do a video. So for audio, all you need is this computer right here, and you download the free uh, Audacity you're up and running. That's all you got to do. You get a mic, you get a tiny little computer, you get audacity, you record. Then you, uh, there's some free places out there where you can, uh, can post your podcast or you can spend a tad bit of money and you can have an RSS feed that you upload your podcast to and it shoots out to all the respective podcast areas, whether it be Podbean, Spotify, uh, Google Play, iTunes, all those different things. So, Anyway, what I got way off on another just direction. So anyway, Matthew and I talked about podcasts and just different things. And then I said, man, I got to go to bed. Had a long drive up here. It's been a lot to take in. And I just want to go chill out in the room that I paid for and relax. So not rudely, but the fire was almost out anyway. So we both went to bed. I went and uh, did some reading. And uh, just listen to the creek right there. I mean, literally right off the back. And you've already watched the video at this point. So right off the back of uh, of my little hut there. And then I eventually went to sleep and slept wonderfully. Because as you can hear in the videos, it's like a white noise is, is what I hear, what, what you hear the entire time you're in your little, on the compound in general. Because there's a creek on both sides of it that flank both sides of it. So you hear the water constantly. But it's like a white noise when you're trying to go to sleep. So it was very calming, very relaxing. Um, it would have been way worse if you were kind of out in the middle of nowhere that, like that and there was no sound, you know, and you're trying to go to sleep and you're just hearing all these weird things that are kind of keeping you awake. So it was nice to have that white noise. It was very peaceful, very relaxing, and just lulled you right to sleep uh, without any problem whatsoever. So that was day one. <clears throat> I did go out. I mentioned it in the video. I did go out and do some meditation in the, in the river. I actually sat down and, and, um, I figured what better way to, to meditate and really try and, um, get away from your thoughts to just be sitting in frigid water, 
uh, rushing water while you're trying to to meditate and 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 um, clear your mind. I can't think right. Like I said, it's two a.m. in the morning. I'm trying to get this done for you for a Friday release. Um, what was I saying? Okay, yeah. So I did some meditation. So anyway, woke up day two, did some yoga there in my room. Um, went up to the lodge, said good morning to some people. It's about 7 a.m. by the time I get to the lodge. Said good morning to everyone. Um, my Vietnamese new found friends were not up yet. They said they were going to meet me or meet everybody at 7 a.m. at the lodge. <laughs> Matthew, I think you set up the time. No, Matthew. No, nobody. Really, I don't remember if I saw anybody down there at that time of day. So I went back to my room. I did a little bit of meditation in my room, waited till about eight o'clock and said, okay, now let me go back and see if anybody's over there. Went back and uh, found everybody. So anyway, you've seen the videos, you've seen everything that's going on. Um, It was a great place. I did some meditation. I did some Tai Chi. I did some yoga. I did some stretching even, uh, swam in the river three different times in three different places, uh, did a hike, um, laid around in hammocks, rocking chairs, sat up in a library and read books. Um, what else? Took naps, laid in hammocks. Um, we did, um, oh, well I did. We went out and found this pretty rock. There was this place a circular place. You saw it in some of the pictures as well. I don't think I did a video on it, but you probably saw uh, something on it. I don't know. Probably not. Who knows? I don't remember what's in the damn videos. I've only watched them like five times a piece. But there was a place, like a little shrine area that had this big um, like quartz stone coming out of it, like something you see um, in Superman or whatever in the, uh, the Fortress Fortress of Solitude, you see this big uh, icicle looking thing sticking up. But it was in the middle, uh, surrounded by a bunch of uh, chairs and in a circle and a garden. And at the base of this thing, it had a whole bunch of trinkets, whether it be some shells or whether it be uh, different colors and styles and, and varieties of rocks. Some of the rocks were, were hand painted with some things. There was some notes uh, folded up under some things. So it was like a devotional where people would come and just... Uh, give a rock to the area, something special, um, and and just, just give back to the place that we were, that was giving so much to us. So I had found uh, the entire time these guys had been searching for rocks and, um, they were looking for something, you know, cool to put up in this area or just to take home or whatever. I ended up finding one on the second day that was beautiful. It had just a bunch of little specks of, uh, almost like gold or silver or something on this rock it was very cool so i gave it to uh, trinity because she was the one looking for a rock and um she now wanted to go up and and devote it and and give it to this um to this area so that's what we did we all walked up and had uh, and connie was with us as well and uh, we all went up and had a a little devotional a little ceremony there at the fortress of solitude stone or icicle or whatever it was a quartz type looking thing and had a big rock base on it and everybody just could put stuff down there so we um we all said we were thankful thankful for so you say what you were thankful for you'd pass the rock to the next person and we pass it all around in a circle and then the last person was a was Matthew, and uh, it was his job as the last person in the line to place the rock. Now, it was his, uh, maybe not responsibility, but his um, his honor now to place this rock down into the into the space and, uh, and mark our time there <clears throat> together. So, it was cool. I did a lot of cool stuff with these guys, man. They, um, super nice, super caring. Matthew talks a lot, I'm not gonna lie. Just messing with you, Matthew. Um, super fantastic. I mean, the happiest people I think you could meet. And uh, very kind, <clears throat> very loving, very pleasing. Uh, had great conversations, had great time. We um, said as we were leaving, or at least I said, you know, we should should keep in touch. And next time we come up, we should try and plan a trip and, and make sure we're there together and, and uh, do it all again. So 
I'm super glad that I did not stick to my original plan and just be a recluse and not talk to anybody. Because, I mean, I could have done that, but how does that help me grow? It might help me grow a little mentally and internally and and, and kind of uh, get inside myself, and, and, and that can help me grow as well. But to not interact with these other people from different uh, nationalities, from different ethnicities, um, um, you know, male, female, different backgrounds, whatever. Why would you not want to to talk to those people? That's how you grow. That's how you grow when you sit down and you talk to people that have different ideas than you, different values than you, different um, just anything. And to sit down and talk with those people and get a different perspective on life that's maybe different than your own Um could be good, could be bad, but you don't know until you until you talk to somebody. So I already know what's going on inside my head. I've been with myself for 46 years. Uh, you know, interact with some people. And we're all here as a society together. Let's all get along. Let's talk to each other. Let's love each other. Let's give each other hugs, handshakes, fist bumps, whatever. And just just love each other. Just be a society. Be human. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. It's 2 a.m. It's after 2. It's 2, 2.10 right now. And let's see what time we got here. Oh, we got plenty of time. 33 minutes in. I've already done an intro. You've already watched a series of videos. Now I've done 33 minutes of extra stuff at the end that's probably bored the hell out of you. Let's see if I had anything else really interesting in my notes to talk about. And if not, I'm going to... Oh, so I did a 40-hour fast while I was up there. I started before I left, and then uh, I finished the day I left uh, on that Wednesday. So I started... Yeah, you get the idea. So I did a 40-hour fast on top of going up and doing all this other stuff. So I was trying to trying to cleanse my mind and my body at the same time. We already talked about uh, Amy Matthew and Trin from Vietnam. They're not from Vietnam, but they're Vietnamese. <clears throat> Joss Paper uh, talked about Connie. She's a prof- professional photographer and musician. She was the one out there playing uh, playing guitar. Funny story, she didn't bring her guitar because her friend said, nah, or so, some one of them said that, oh, no, we don't need a guitar out there. It's, you know, everybody wants to be quiet. Nobody was going to be playing guitar or whatever. And on the way, they said, you know what? I should have brought my damn guitar. They stopped at a, um, a pawn shop and bought a guitar. And I don't remember the whole story on that. That was an hour into me getting there and meeting these people. And she was telling the story. But I think it was an expensive guitar that she found at this pawn shop. I, uh, I think Rosemary was saying the guy had to go down in the basement to get this thing. Brought it back up. And it was signed and had like a serial number on it. And... They got it for dirt cheap. I don't remember the price, but anyway, it was a great find. They got it at a pawn shop, and they were playing it there at the, at the place. So I uh, went on a hike. Uh, you'll see about that in the video, or you saw about that already. Uh, we talked about the stone we put down at the shrine. There was a groundskeeper slash maintenance uh, guy slash guide uh, named Paul, P-A-A-S. He is from Ghana. He is going to be, he is going to be <laughs> leaving there shortly because his visa is expiring. So he has to go back to Ghana. I think he probably has to stay 30 days or something before he's allowed to come back into the United States. And then he'll come back, get another visa and stay. Um, so he, he is going to be back in September from what I heard because I talked to him before I left and um, told him maybe I could come back in September and see him. So he was there. Very cool. Uh, what else? I didn't get all the videos I wanted to do. I had a bunch of different other places I was going to do more videos, but you get the idea. Go see the place for yourself. Check these guys out. Um, email or go on the website and you can, you have to become a member and then you can, um, email Michael Lightweaver or you can do it before you even become a member, but just get info. But um, visit the place, man. That's that's the best way to do it. Forget all this video and stuff that I did or didn't do. Get out there and see it for yourself and experience it for yourself. 
And what else? Um, a lady, I was sitting there the night before I was leaving. I was sitting there at the lodge. Uh, the sun had already gone down. The fireflies had come out. A new group of people came in. Uh, these guys are retired school teachers, and a couple of them are still active school teachers. This was the ninth year that they have been there. And they come up every year together, and uh, it's, it's just an annual getaway for them. So I think the girl's name was Karen, I'm pretty sure, or lady. I was sitting in a rocking chair out on the front of the, the lodge, and she came in and she, uh, said hi, um, good evening, whatever, some kind of greeting. You know, everybody's so just friendly and nice there, man. It's unbelievable. It's like the way the you wish the world could be was the way that these past two days were you know, just interacting with the other people there. If we could all interact like we interacted over the, the, the two days that I was there, if we could all do that in the world, man, what a better place this place would be. You know, the world is already awesome. We live in the best times ever, but I'm telling you, you go to this place and you interact with people and, and you see the way people are kind and loving and caring and genuinely worried about you and interested in what you have to say or what you think or what you do. Anyway, Karen came up and she said hello and I said hello and she sat down right in front of me on a bench there and uh, just started having a conversation with me. Didn't know me from Adam, had friends that were already there that she hadn't even uh, rendezvoused yet that she could she could have you know sped right past me and went to go talk to those friends but she took the time to sit down in front of me and talk to me. She's a school counselor. Uh, she's pretty close to retirement as well. Um, gave me all kind of info. She's uh, she was married 24 years and she, uh, divorced. Found her second husband on ChristianMingle.com, and is the best decision she's ever made. The the best thing that's ever happened to her in her life. She's super happy. Uh, says she doesn't think her husband would come with her to that retreat because he she doesn't think he could disconnect. Uh, from the TV is what she told me. But anyway, <clears throat> she um, she sat there and she said, has anybody told you about the orbs? And I said, yeah, I've, I've read about them. I said, I, I read an article before I came that talked about it. It was on Thrillist. And it was an article that talked about every time somebody takes pictures around there. And, I, and she explained it as just being under the porch at the lodge. But I thought it, I'd read that it was uh, just anywhere around the around the compound that you took a picture and people would just find these orbs in their pictures all the time and it that you know it was they figured it was uh, fairies or something from the spirit world or um, some terrestrial being that uh, you know, we couldn't comprehend or see. But she told me a story of a fairy that uh, she was sitting in a chair and one night she said it. Uh, um, I can't remember how many years ago it was, if it was the first time there, whatever, but she said she saw this light just kind of coming and zigzagging towards her. Came all the way down. It was like a little ball, a little orb. Came all the way down, got right beside her, and then dissipated and just evaporated into the air. And she said it was a fairy. She was absolutely 100% certain that it was a fairy that came and sat down beside her and disappeared. I read some stories and some articles that other people have had the same experience out there. I did not have that experience. Um, I've looked at the pictures. I didn't take any pictures underneath the porch. I should have that night um, when she mentioned it, but I did not. She said it also seems to happen when it rains, that the rain brings all the, the orbs and the fairies onto the porch. I don't know. I'm not dismissing what she's saying. My mind is open to all kinds of possibilities in this world. I've seen a plenty of things that uh, I can't explain. I've never seen a fairy, but I'm not saying that there's not fairies. I'm not. I can't prove there's not. Um, I'm open to the possibility. I did not experience that, and it poured down rain the, uh, most of the second day there. So if there are fairies that were brought on or orbs that were brought on to the porch, I did not see them. I hope to see them next time because I will be going back. So anyway, and there's no drinking or smoking pot there or any other drugs. There's not supposed to be anyway. I don't know if there was any activity going on, but I know I didn't bring anything with me. So 
This girl was was not intoxicated when she told me this story. So, anyway. What else? Do I have anything else? I, need, I just need to go. I need to get out of here. I can't even talk anymore. My mouth's all dry. It's late. I guess I got one more thing. Jeez, man. Hold on. Let me pull up untapped. We'll do this real quick. This is a, a podcast that is still loosely based on craft beer. So when I left, um, it was kind of a two for one. I knew Mountain Light Sanctuary was above Asheville. I knew Asheville had a ton of uh, good breweries. So I made it uh, a decision, a, a command decision that when I went up, when I left, I was going to go by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. So that's what I did. Went by Sierra Nevada. I had these beers. And then I'm going to let you guys go. Had a Hop Hunter IPA. I think. Let me check. Yep. Hop Hunter IPA. Everything is always better at the source. What is Hop Hunter IPA? Well, it's from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, which is out of Chica. Chico. God dang it. Chica. Chico, I think it's Chico, California. They built a West Coast facility here in Asheville, or actually it's in Mills River, North Carolina, right outside of Asheville. So Hop Hunter IPA harnesses the complex flavors of just picked hops through an all new method of steam distilling wet hops before they even leave the fields. This revolutionary technique captures and intensifies the natural flavors, creating a unique and intensely aromatic beer. Our custom process gathers pure hop oil, which when combined with traditional hop or whole cone hops in the brew kettle and on our hop torpedo makes for an incredible IPA experience. This was the first thing I'd put in my face since my 40 hour fast. The best beer, (laughs) one of the best beers I've ever tasted in my life. I'm not lying. And I've had this beer plenty of times before. It's nothing fantastic. It's a good beer. It's a double IPA, uh, 6.2% ABV, 60 IBUs. But it tasted amazing after 40 hours of not uh, not putting anything in my face except for water. So I had that. And then my second beer was Audition... Double IPA. Audition Double IPA. This beer was a meat was a beast. It was uh, 8% ABV. That's not correct. It's what Untap says, but I remember specifically on the keg it says 10% ABV, so and 60 IBUs. This beer is the true West Coast style double IPA made with huge amounts of hops both in the kettle for flavor and later in the torpedo to impart a massive hop aroma. The light malt body and dry finish hide the power in this immensely drinkable hop bomb. And it was a hop bomb. Super bitter. Fantastic, though. It was great. I loved it. So I had that. Uh, ate the, had that with a burger. Grass-fed, pasture-raised burger. Oh my God, it was so good as well. <laughs> All these things were so good because uh, I had been fasting. So the, the last uh, thing I had before I left there, uh, it's called Sticky Biscuit. Let's pull that up. Well, <sighs> all that description from those other two beers from Sierra Nevada and this one, just says amber with malt flavor, caramel flavor with malt undertones. <laughs> How boring is that after those last two beer descriptions I just gave you? This one uh, listed here is 9.8 ABV. Uh, the one that I got was actually barrel aged in bourbon barrels. So drank that out in the backyard. I had the first two beers there at the bar uh, with my burger. And then I went to the backyard and uh, sat in a rocking chair and drank my last beer Talked to my son on the phone for a little bit about my experience at the uh, at the retreat. Hung out for a little while, drank some water, blah, 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 before I took off. And then I took off and went to a coffee shop called Beehive Coffee. I've been the second time I've been there. Went there with my older brother one time when we came up. And uh, that's a fantastic place for some coffee. So Beehive Coffee, I'll um, put a little post in there. 
about that as well. What else? Look at my list one more time. That's it. Drove back home in a little bit of rain, and uh, here I am at the end of the video podcast that you've already watched and listened to. So that's all I got, guys. I'm getting out of here. <clears throat> it's early in the morning. This is Friday for you guys. Have a good weekend, and I will talk to you guys. What? Soon. <laughs>